This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Good morning. How was your breakfast? So good to see you. This is the best place to be on a Sunday morning. The house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Shall we pray before we come to the word of God? Our Father and our Master. We adore you and exalt your most holy and glorious name. We approach your word with humility, knowing that you are going to speak to our hearts. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking through me this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for quickening my mind. Thank you for the anointing that's upon my life and the anointing that is upon the ears of your people. Help us this day not to remain the same, but to become doers of the word that we are going to receive this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, the Lord bless you. You may be seated. To the senior pastors, Doctors Theo and Bev Volmarans, that we knew since Bedford View days in the cinema. I'm not sure who were there that those days. But the Lord has been good to them, the Lord has been good to us, and I'm grateful to God for this opportunity. We are going to read a number of verses. And I'm going to ask you to please, this morning, turn with me as we read the first verses from the book of Judges, chapter 7. Judges, chapter 7. We are going to read the first 14 verses. Then Jerubal that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the well of Herod, so that the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them, by the hill of Moreh in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore, proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned, and 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them there for you. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, the same shall go with you, 
And of whomever I say to you, this world shall not go with you, the same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. And in the number of people of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, was 300 men. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. Then the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. So the people took provisions and their trumpets in their hands, and he sent away all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, and retained those 300 men. Now the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. It happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Purah, your servant, and you shall hear what they say. And afterwards, your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down with Purah, his servant, to the outposts of the armed men who were in the camp. Now the Midianites and the Amalekites, or the people of the east, were lying in the valley as numerous as locusts, and their camels were without number, as the sand by the seashore in multitude. And when Gideon had come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion. He said, I have had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and struck it so that it fell and overturned. The tent collapsed. Then his companion answered and said, This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Jewish, a man of Israel. Yes, a man of Israel. Into his hand, God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. Amen. Well, to understand what we are dealing with in chapter 7, one has to go back to chapter 6 to see why Gideon and his people were camping. Why were they camping? Now, in chapter 6, we are going to read verses 14 to 16. Then, first verse first, sorry, verse 1. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. Why were they camping, preparing to fight? They had sinned against the Lord in chapter 6. And the Lord gave them over, handed them over to their enemies. Whenever Israel walked in obedience, they were victorious. But whenever they sinned, they were oppressed by their enemies. So in chapter 6, it shows how they were oppressed, how they suffered, how they were hiding in 
camps and in caves and mountains. And finally, they cried to the Lord. And as they cried to the Lord, the Lord spoke to them that they must go against the Midianites because he is going to give them into his hand. Now, the interesting thing is that before they left to fight, the Lord gave the instruction. And the instruction was, tell the people who are preparing to go to war, whoever is fearful and afraid, he must turn back and go home. Whoever is afraid should not go with you into battle, but they must turn around and go back home. Why? Because fear is contagious. Fear deals a death blow to confidence. So the Lord said to them, get rid of the fearful first. And so Gideon announced, let all those who are afraid turn back. To our surprise, the overwhelming majority were fearful. The overwhelming majority, 22,000 out of 32,000, 22,000 went back. 10,000 remained. Now, when you look at a congregation like this, you ask yourself the question, how many people here are fearful? Is it the majority or the minority? It is important, friends, to know that whenever Israel would go to war, the first, first had to be lectured. Looking at the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 20, Moses would address the army before they go to war. After addressing them, a priest would come, address them also to deal with fear. Because as long as we are motivated by fear, as long as there is fear in our hearts, we are not going to achieve anything. And then after the priest would speak to the army, then the officer himself would come to confirm what Moses said and what the priest said and would say, fear not. Fear not. So ladies and gentlemen, because fear paralyzes faith, the days we are living in, we cannot take the risk of allowing fear to dominate our hearts. There are things we hear and see that always challenge our faith. And so when we do not strengthen our faith at all times, then fear takes over. It is important to remember that when the Bible speaks about not forsaking the meeting together of the saints, the Lord is looking at you coming together with those that will inspire or challenge your faith. So those who are watching on TV, online all the time, and saying, I don't have to go to church, are not doing themselves a favor. Because when you fellowship with your TV at home, you will hear, but you don't have somebody next to you who will be able to inspire you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is important. It is important 
that we deal with our fears. You remember after God promised through an angel Gabriel, Zachariah and his wife, that they would have a child. The angel first spoke to Elizabeth. She heard, she accepted. Same angel went to and told her, the name will be John, went to Zachariah. Zachariah looked at his body, looked at his wife, he doubted. And he said, how is this possible? And that obviously made God angry. And the angel of the Lord said, you shall be unable to speak until the day what I said to you comes to pass. Everything I said to you come to pass. Until that day, you will not be able to speak. Now the question is, why did God keep that man dumb? God knew that what the unbelief that came out of his mouth was going to affect other people. So in order for him not to spread his doubts and his unbelief, God shut down his mouth. Then the day came for the boy to be born. When the son was born, the relatives had other ideas, asked Elizabeth the name. She said, John. But there's nobody in your family by the name of John. No problem. I said, John. She heard from God. All this time, the man is watching. He cannot speak. Because of his unbelief. So finally, they went to Zachariah. What will be the name of the boy? When he finally agreed with God, only, only when he agreed with God. How did he agree with God? When he said, bring me a tablet, and he wrote, John, his mouth opened. Why? Because he finally agreed with God. When the majority that is fearful cannot trust God, cannot believe God, we need to remember, friends, the days we are living in are not easy days. These are days where we have to inspire ourselves, when we have to get into the word of God. In John, Joshua chapter 1, sorry, Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. Scriptures there. I then put the scriptures up there. All right. In Joshua chapter 1, I expected uh, scriptures to be flouted up there. But in Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 to 8, the Lord said to Joshua through his servant, be strong and of good courage, for this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I saw to their fathers to give them. 
Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be you'll have good success. How will you have good success? Start with meditating on the word. Start with eating the word of God. Start with making sure that the book of the Lord does not depart from you. So that whatever you are going to challenge, what is, it's going to challenge you, whatever you're going to face, you will be able to overcome. Now, as the majority of the soldiers left, the Lord said, the people are still too many. I'm going to do a mighty thing. The people are still too many. Take them to water and then I'm going to separate them from you. At the water, you know the story to save time? Those who left were only 300. And the Lord said, with these 300, I'm going to deliver you. With these 300. Now the question is, how many were those that the children of Israel led by Gideon were going to challenge or to face. How many were they? The Bible says there were a multitude that could not be numbered. As many as the sand of the sea. Now can you imagine? 300 men. Only 300. And if you check carefully, what kind of armor did they have? Spears, axes, all that is not mentioned. They had lamps, going to war with lamps and torches. 300 to face people as many as the sand of the sea. The Lord said, with the 300, I'm going to give them to you. Can we believe God when we are overwhelmed? I mean, they were overwhelmed. If you have to attack, where do you start when people are as many as the sand of the sea? Only 300. But friends, we have to remember that God always keeps his weight. God always fulfills his weight. If he promises, I'm going to deliver you, no worry how it's going to happen. Believe he's going to deliver you. So they went expecting a miracle. And indeed, when they started blowing the trumpets and breaking the lamps, a miracle happened. There are a number of things, miracles, that must happen in this country. The odds are against us. The odds are overwhelmingly against us. But the question is, one of the songs we sang this morning was about revival. Do you think South Africa is going to experience a revival? How is it going to happen with all these lockdowns? How is it going to happen when we see the program of the Antichrist so advanced? How is it going to happen? Friends, I'm here to tell you it is going to happen. 
it is going to happen. The promises that God has made, all of them are going to happen. How are they going to happen? And what must we do to ensure that they happen? Some people have argued with me and said, the scriptures are being fulfilled with what's happening. The Antichrist is going to rule. The Antichrist is going to take over. Many of the things the Lord promised we'll see them from heaven. I disagree with that. All right? Although the spirit of the Antichrist is working in the world today, the taking over and the revelation and the appearance of the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness himself, is not going to happen now. People ask, what do you mean it's not going to happen now? It's not going to happen now. One of the scriptures that the Lord helped us to understand, he gave us insight into this scripture. And we have seen a number of victories when odds were against us. Was Matthew 18, 18. In the Good News translation, there Jesus says, whatever you prohibit on earth, will be prohibited in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. What responsibility is given to the church? God says, whatever you prohibit, whatever you say no to, the Lord says, from heaven, he will also say no to that. And whatever you permit in South Africa will be permitted in heaven. Whatever. What does whatever mean? Whatever you permit, he is going to permit. One of the things that we decided where I come from is that we are not going to have another lockdown. When we first had the 2020 March lockdowns, During Easter, we were in our homes. I said to our people, we were online that time. Because of what Jesus said in Matthew 18, 18, we must declare, this is the first and the last Easter we have outside our church building. Do you think it happened? Yes. God gave us what we said. Because he said, what we prohibit on earth, he will prohibit in heaven. We may be outnumbered. We may be overwhelmed. God is just waiting to hear what are his people saying. What are his people saying? 
So when the lawless one wants to be revealed now, we say you are out of timing. It cannot happen now. Why can't it happen now? Because the Bible says in Matthew 24, 14, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world as a witness, and then the, the end will come. So until the end comes, because the so until the gospel of the kingdom is preached throughout the whole world, then the end cannot come. Last year, September, I was invited to speak in a conference in America. And then the American government said, vaccination certificate before you enter. I said, this thing called the vaccination certificate is being used by the devil to stop the preaching of the gospel. So we address it in Jesus' name. Men of God, Dr. Joni, we will travel the world and preach without vaccination certificates. We will do that, okay? Early this year, I was supposed to be in Israel. Israel said vaccination certificates. We started praying. The enemy is using this thing to stop us from preaching the gospel. We said, no, 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 no. We do not permit this, Lord. Let this thing that has become a law or a regulation, let it be reversed in the name of Jesus. Today, it is reversed in Israel. I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, it depends upon us. Many times we lack, many times we are robbed because it is our fault. We do nothing about what the enemy is doing. Satan, friends, has ears. He can be challenged. And if he's challenged, he will flee from you. That's what the Bible says. So the victories that we must enjoy, we must enjoy, will depend on how much we take the word of God seriously. I'm saying, friends, even though the enemy can overwhelm us and say it is not going to happen, I'm saying it is going to happen in Jesus' name. If the church says, if the church says, if the church says we will not allow that, it will not happen in Jesus' name. One or two things that are planned in South Africa that the church must stop. I'm saying not the politicians must stop, but who must stop it? Who must stop it? The church. I was talking to Dr. Johnny before he came here about a government gazette that has been published on the 15th of March. In that gazette, one of the proposed regulations Actually, he said to me, Pastor Theo is going to talk about it next week, so that's why I won't go much into it. Dr. Theo is going to talk about it to confirm what I'm going to say. That there must be a place like this when you have a thousand people, more than a thousand, everybody entering must have a vaccination certificate. Okay? Everybody must have a vaccination certificate. I don't want the certificate. My family does not want the certificate because I will not get the vaccination and my family will not get that vaccination. So then I'm saying, 
When people are told you cannot come to church without that certificate. When Jesus said, come unto me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Then this is of the devil. I'm saying, friends, this thing is of the devil. They will not be happy with that, I'm saying. Who cares? Who cares? I'm saying, anything that hinders us from fulfilling the plan of God has to be rejected. Anything and everything. As long as he resists the plan of God, we, it must be rejected. So, we are overwhelmed. The people of Israel cried to God because of the oppression of the Midianites. When they cried to God, God said, there are 300 people that must help them. There are 300 people even here that must help South Africa to make sure that the people of this church come into church by their thousands without a vaccination certificate. Whatever we prohibit on earth will be prohibited in heaven. Sadly, we have read about churches in Australia, in America. I hope it won't happen in South Africa. In Australia, in America, where people are given or are instructed, you must first have this certificate before you come to church. I pray that it will not happen in this country. I pray that there will be no leader, no church leader, no pastor who will ever do that. Because I believe that is betraying the truth of the word of God. When Jesus said, come unto me all, he did not say the vaccinated. He said, come unto me all. I pray that God will raise up men and women who will not fear in the church. Men and women who will not be cowards in the church. Because there are many people in churches who are cowards. I pray that God will raise men in this place who will say, we will fight the good fight of faith and make sure that this thing does not happen. I will fight the good fight of faith. I will use the power of the name of Jesus. I will proclaim, I will declare that in the name of Jesus, I declare that the church of Jesus Christ will not be closed to those who are not vaccinated. So it is one of the challenges we are facing. I'm just mentioning one, that the church can correct. It is a challenge that we are facing that only the church can correct. Jesus said, if we say no, it will not happen. But if we keep quiet or say yes, it will happen. As I close, I want to pray, a short prayer. And I want to pray for the spirit of boldness to come upon we that are here. As I said, the church is full of people. If they are told, if you are fearful, go back, they'll go back. But I pray that there will be men like Gideon's 300 who will stand up and say, we will go. We will fight until the battle is won. Let us pray. My Father and my God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that in this place you raise up men and women who will not be afraid. I release the spirit of boldness upon the people in the name of Jesus. May fear be gone. I resist it. I reject it. And I command the spirit of fear to leave the people of God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
praise the Lord. Thank you, thank you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I just love what Dr. Kenneth said this morning. The question is, are you one of the 300? Whatever you say will be backed up by heaven. But for that to happen, you need to know who Jesus is. You need to make him Lord and Savior of your life. So if you say today, Pastor Johnny, I would like to make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of my life. In a moment, I'm going to ask you just to raise your hand to indicate to the Lord. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Or secondly, you say, Pastor Johnny, I'm not sure that if I were to die today, whether I would go to heaven or hell. I need assurance of my salvation. If that is you, then I'm going to ask you also to raise your hand in a minute or so. Or thirdly, perhaps, you say, I used to serve the Lord, but I no longer do. And I want to come back. I want to make right with the Lord. Because I understand that we're living in uncertain times. And the only thing that is certain is the Word of God. So if that is you at any one of those three invitations. I want to make Jesus Lord and Savior. I want to return and restore my relationship. Thirdly, I want to have assurance of my salvation. At the count of three, won't you just quickly raise your hand, put it in the air, indicate to us and to the Lord that you mean business. One, two, three. Wherever you are, raise your hand. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. See the hand. Thank you. See the hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See the hand. Thank you. Thank you. Today is the day of salvation. If we are not right with the Lord, if anything would happen today, are you ready? One more invitation. If you haven't raised your hand yet, raise it quickly so we can see. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. I see that hand there. Yes, thank you. Now a deacon is come, coming to put their hand on your, on your shoulder to come and agree with you in prayer. And I'm going to ask those that raise their hand to please say this prayer out aloud. And for your benefit, we are all going to say it together. You ready? Let's say this. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe it in my heart. I say it with my mouth. Jesus is Lord of my life. And from this day, I promise to serve you with all of my heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.